you got McAfee breaking the big news. And in that interview, did Aaron Rodgers not refer to Travis Kelsey as Captain Pfizer? Well, then this is how demented my mind is. Pfizer is also the drug manufacturer company of Viagra. So that's what I thought he was referring to Travis Kelsey as. But Taylor Swift. Yes. (laughs) This is the Rod Peterson Show. Oh, what a way to start. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the RP Show. Coming in on a Thursday. I'm excited to be with you in this business. We're happy to be anywhere, as they say. Great day. I'm here in the South Florida studio. Darren Moose Dupont is in Toronto. And I'll tell you, Darren, as you're learning in this Eastern time zone, when you get up at 5.30 a.m., it's a lot of waiting until noon. So I've been waiting all day to get on the air, and I got a lot of topics to get to today. Let me just say, because I haven't seen you face-to-face, I guess I did in the morning meeting, but how are you in the last two hours since I saw you? How are you doing? (laughs) I'm great. I'm awesome. It's a beautiful day today. There's no snow coming down. Temperatures are rising. Uh, We're gearing up. I mean, um, the sports weekend really starts on Thursday now. So, uh, yeah, it's a great day to be on the air. Yeah. That's a really good point. I will say this before we real quickly get into the quick uh, six show topics here with our guy Tuna that's directing today because Jordan's sick. And um, get well soon, Jordan. We miss you. But yeah, Tuna's doing a great job. I'll just say this. I was working out this morning at Johnny O's. You're going to hear a lot about sponsors here in the next little bit. He is sponsoring our Cats and Bolts podcast on the Panthers and the Lightning. And I'm running away four miles I did on the treadmill today. Johnny stands right beside me. From Boston originally, we talked about the new Barry Sanders documentaries. Have you watched that, Rod? And I'm like, well, I haven't yet, but it's on the list. It's on the list, Johnny O. And as he was walking away, and you said you've seen his videos. Everybody go watch him on Johnny O's gymnasium on Instagram. He's like, it's a great day. Right, Rod? (laughs) He's just so positive. I love it. He's just so positive. Don't let negative people get you down. We're two minutes into today's show. There's your daily lesson. Don't let negative people get you down. Be like Johnny O and very positive. And that's what we try to do here. Now, Tuna, can you hit the quick six show horn, please? And that's really good. Thank you, Tuna. You did that flawlessly. Now, I woke up this morning. Two things happened. One, I got the notification on the new head coach of the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. We're going to get to that right away. The second is a text from my sponsor, Bob. I don't mind saying 12-step sponsor. And he's like, big day, Rod. Big day. Cowboys playing tonight. And I'm like, it's like a 17 thing right now as I go through my texts and my tweets and my Instagram messages and my face. You know what I mean? We yes. have our morning routine. I haven't even thought about i got to see what happened last night. But anyways, that's where we'll start because the Cowboys are my team and Bob knows that. Dak Prescott is rolling and so are the Dallas Cowboys. The Cowboys enter Thursday night's game against Seattle with three straight wins by a combined score, uh, a margin of 127 to 47. 127 to 47, whatever that works out, like 80 point plus, plus minus. They've won seven games this season by at least 20 points. Dakota Prescott has thrown for 300 plus yards and three or more touchdowns for the past five games. And meanwhile, the Seahawks are skidding their opponents tonight. They've lost three of four, including lopsided games against Baltimore and San Fran. Geno Smith and the offense are struggling over that span, scoring just three touchdowns as a unit total. So 
The point spreads nine for the Cowboys at Jerry World for Bet Regal. Do we expect much of a game tonight? What, what do you think about the Thursday night? Seattle's got to get something going. And for Geno, you know, this is, for the most part, Seattle has a fairly young roster, I think, with some talent in most of their skill positions. Like, they got some players. They're just missing a quarterback to get them over the hump. And Geno was really good last year and started out okay. So this is kind of the last audition for Geno Smith, it feels like. If he doesn't make something of the last part of the season, Seattle is a team that could be a candidate to move up in the draft and take Penix or Bo Nix or one of these quarterbacks that maybe aren't um, you know, at the top with Caleb Williams. So this is kind of a big game for them to decide which way they're going to go. And I think there's a lot of pressure on Geno Smith. Well, there you go, everybody. A reason to watch the Thursday nighter. Um, by the way, Wayne in Victoria, B.C. says, I love your positivity, Rod. I can tell it's going to be a great show. Yes, but it just dawned on me that I haven't told you who the guests are going to be. We need to speed up this opening segment because Fraser Minton of the Saskatoon Blades, Toronto Maple Leafs prospect, is coming up in the next segment. The Blades are on the road out on the West Coast, and I'm told that they're going to leave as soon as Fraser's interview is done with us. So time is chop, chop. So I'm looking forward to that. And now I got to get out of the comments from everybody because we'll get, we'll, get, we'll get distracted. Uh, point two, NHL leftovers. Jimmy Vesey broke a tie with 4.15 to go. And the New York Rangers rallied to beat the Detroit Red Wings 3-2 Wednesday night. Detroit newcomer Patrick Kane was on the trip but didn't play. In L.A., Anthony Mantha and Connor McMichael each had a goal and an assist. And Washington beat L.A. 2-1 to snap the Kings' win streak at 5. And in the only other game, Joel Armia scored with 2.57 to go. And the Montreal Canadiens beat Columbus 4-2 for its third road victory in four games um i guess i'll jump coming up later on in the show nhl top five bottom five everybody loves that every week but i'll just throw out the poll question right now and that is today for key auto group at the key auto group you can buy with confidence knowing that they provide reports on all vehicles they sell get fully informed about your next vehicle by going to keyautogroup.ca the poll question is this who's the best team in the nhl today is it the New York Rangers, the Boston Bruins, the Vegas Golden Knights, or other? And I tweeted it not long before we went to air. I'll tell you right now, I'll say it's the New York Rangers. Uh, but that's just me. It's a vote. It's a democracy. Last I checked, the voters are saying, 48% are saying other. I'm just saying between Vegas, Boston, and the Rangers, if the Rangers played a best of seven against those other two, they would win a Stanley Cup right now. We have our top. Five, bottom five coming up later on in the show. Please don't get in a fight over this or get your knickers in a knot. But we're asking who's the best team in the NHL. And I'll say it's the New York Rangers. I'm not going to spend really any more time on it. We'll spend way more time on it an hour or two because there is some football stuff I want to get to. But do we have the moose? Who are you voting for? Bruins, Golden Knights, Rangers, or other? Of the three, I'll take the Rangers with you. Just because both the Bruins... And the Golden Knights are sliding a little bit. They both lost three in a row. So I'll say the Rangers right now are the best team in the National Hockey League. Kate. Kate, Kate, Kate. And I see people writing in with their teams, particularly a lot in Winnipeg. And I'm like, I get that you think your team is the best. That's what fans are. Fanatics. But somebody needs to be level-headed around here. And that's us. 
Are we thinking the Winnipeg Jets would beat the New York Rangers in a Stanley Cup series, final series? No, 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 we don't. Now, so that's the poll question today. Yesterday, uh, the poll question was, do we think Corey Perry will play ever again in the NHL? The whopping majority said no. Tonight, there are in the NHL 3, 6, 9, 12, 14 games in the show tonight. And to be honest, my focus is on Edmonton at Winnipeg. And again, we'll talk a lot more about that next hour. Um, big news. It's in my commentary today. I don't know if the Rough Riders have officially announced it or not, but I woke up this morning, had the notification that Corey Mace is the new head coach of the Saskatchewan Rough Riders, and we have a lot of thoughts on those. I've never met him, but for years, people that know him have just extolled his virtues as a real good football guy and a tremendous person. So I like that coming to the Saskatchewan Rough Riders for sure. Justin Dunk reported, our good friend from Three Down Nation on the radio in Regina, he was a guest that... If I read this correctly, Scott Milanovic was offered the job, the former Colts and Jaguars assistant, current Hamilton Tiger Cats assistant, turned it down because the brain trust in Saskatchewan wanted control over his staff. That's just the report. Don't blame me. And uh, as I put in my commentary today that runs on Sask Radio, and you can read it at rodpeterson.com, uh, that report is no surprise to me. Um, so I think Corey Mace is a good one. He's got a really big job turning around a team that's not very good right now. And before I turn this over to Darren and whatever comments come in from our audience, there are people writing into my website, rodpeterson.com or Facebook, saying, Rod, you always spin it to make the riders look bad. I said, number one, that wasn't my report, it was Dunks. Number two, the riders don't need my help looking bad. They're doing a tremendous job of that on their own. And number three, for those that continually defend the team, that's also, you're right, that's fine. But you don't know who you're dealing with. I worked with and for the people that are running that team, so I know how they do things. And as I said to you and Clark before I went to air, I've worked for great managers and owners, and I've worked for terrible managers and owners. And the best ones let me do my thing. Uh, that was on the way to writing best-selling books, uh, number one rated radio show, number one website in the country, voted twice. I did whatever the hell I wanted. The best owners and managers, I never even heard from them. The worst ones were in my face almost every day, telling me what to do, trying to manipulate the message. I'm like, we got a crappy team, so let's massage this message and try and fool the fans. And I'm like, bro, you can't even do your own job. So stop talking to me about how to do mine. And now you know why I'm not there anymore. But to hear that they're trying to meddle in what the coaching staff would be for Scott Milanovic, it doesn't surprise me one bit. So don't come at me and say that that's sour grapes or that I'm wrong. You don't know. So none of what's being reported surprises me. I hope for the best with Corey Mace, but he's got a big job. Thanks for coming to my TED Talk. How do you feel, Darren? Um. Yeah, it's a big job, no doubt. And there's a lot of pressure on, on him, um, especially given the climate, right? Um, you know, with, with the GM spot, now the GM did get hired to a new three-year contract. I don't know what the stability of Jeremy O'Day is. Like, I don't know what that looks like, if you'll have the full three years or not. But Corey Mace was in the running, you know, for the Ottawa job when it was open and given to Bob Dice, he gets this one. You know, talking to people in Calgary and around the CFL uh, this morning, those are the traits that come up. Character, high character, high integrity, 
right? Honesty and great person. And we're seeing that reported from other people as well, how great of a person and how well thought of Corey Mace is. So yes, you check that box really good. Has he been on staffs that have been successful? Calgary, yes. Toronto, yes. So he's checked a lot of boxes. And players want to play for him. So I think that's a big check mark too. So all great things. Now you've got the real big job of actually executing and turning around a rider team that hasn't been very good lately. Uh, Jack Fulton chiming in from Vulcan, Alberta. He says, congratulations, Corey Mace. I've known him for 12 years. This young man is at the top of my list for a great player, coach, and a human being. Great guy. Producer Clark has just told me that Fraser Minton has logged in and he's ready to go. So here's a note. This is way earlier than our normal commercial window. So to our television producers in Toronto, our radio producers in Atlanta, we're going to take a time out. Fraser Minton's in next. Darren, stay by your phone. We'll be coming back to you. Cool? I'll be here. Okay, we got the hot stuff out of the way in terms of topics, and now the hockey world's very excited about our next guest who joins us after this timeout, Fraser Minton of the Saskatoon Blades. We'll be right back on Game Plus TV, WQEE Radio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube Live. RP Show continues out of South Florida on Game Plus TV and WQEE Radio. 14 games in the NHL tonight, including our Florida Panthers in Montreal. The Lightning are home to Pittsburgh. The Leafs are home to Seattle. So it's a big, big night. And the Leaf fans will be tuned in now, plus all the Dub fans. Fraser Minton wears number 16 on the Saskatoon Blades. Second round pick of the Leafs. Got in uh, four games with the Leafs at the start of this season, and now he's with the Blades, where he's been a point of game. Joins us today on the road. Fraser, welcome, man. I appreciate you for finding the time. How's the morning been for you guys? I hear you're hitting the highway here right away. Yeah, thanks, Rod. Uh, been pretty good here so far, and uh, yeah, this morning's uh, a busy one. We got a, an eight-hour drive here today uh, with uh, a lunch stop on the border there, so. Uh, gonna be a, a long, long bus day here today. So we're just at the at the rink here in Spokane, uh, packing up the bags and throwing her on the bus. Yeah, I understand they're leaving as soon as this interview is done. So I won't keep you that long unless you want to stay long. That'll be entirely up to you, Frazier. But a two nothing win last night at Spokane. You joining this team's come on the West Coast trips. That had to feel kind of comfortable for you. You're used to playing out there. Yeah, it's uh, it's rinks I'm used to, which is nice. Uh, hotels I'm used to, which uh, makes it feel a little less less weird to just uh, hop and uh, throw all my stuff in some duffel bags and, and hop on a with a new group. So uh, nice to be in the West uh, Western Conference here still. And then uh, that ends today, though, back into unfamiliar yeah. territory there a little bit with these Eastern Conference teams that I uh, I haven't really seen before. So. Uh, it'll be be good new experience uh, for the next uh, four, five, six months here. Yeah, well, good luck with it. And uh, Lethbridge is next for you guys. That's the other end of this eight-hour road trip. If you wouldn't mind, I just kind of want to introduce you to our viewers, although I feel like everybody knows Fraser Minton's been a very big name in hockey for some time. But what's this fall been like 
for you? Because you start out as a Kamloops Blazer, then you go to Leaf Camp, and then you're a Saskatoon Blade. It kind of seems like up in the air. What's it been like to deal with all of that? Yeah, it's been uh, it's been new. It's been uh, there's been times where it's been challenging for sure. Just uh, kind of being being on the run, not really feeling like there's there's much of a home uh, so far this year with just playing and like you said, three different spots already, and uh, still November here. So um, it, it's been good though. Obviously, wanted to stick as as long as I could with the the big club there and, and get the opportunities I did. I was very very happy with that and. Uh, Loved my time as a Blazer, so uh, anytime I, I can get back there and, and play for that group and those coaches being the city there is uh, uh, tons of fun for myself. And then uh, with the Blades here, it's really exciting. They have a really good squad, and I think uh, you don't always get chances to compete for championships in, in your career. So uh, fortunately, I've had you know Memorial Cup last year at the Blazers. Year before, we were super competitive, lost in uh, Game Seven Conference Final, and then. Uh, this year, I don't expect it to be be too much different. Hopefully, we can can change that result in the end and get to the finals. Um, but I think this this group is is built has a lot of good depth and and high end talent, good goaltending that's gonna be able to to make a push like that this season. Well, I'll tell you uh, what, you've had a very charmed hockey life already. I don't think I need to tell you that. Top 10 team in the country with Kamloops last year. Now the Blades this year. And eventually you're going to be a Leaf. Because I watched the Leafs when you guys came through here in Florida. You were in the lineup in Sunrise. Were you not? What, what, what was your stint like with the Leafs, those four games? Yeah, it was, it was sweet, obviously. Uh... You get uh, a little bit of a taste of how they uh, get treated up in the show there. And uh, like you said, I was on the road with them as well. Yeah, sunrise there in Florida. And uh, that was a pretty nice hotel there right on right on the beach the four seasons. So it's pretty, pretty sweet to be up there for uh, those games. And uh, got a taste of the like home opener against the Habs at, at home was pretty sick. And then uh, getting to travel and see how they get treated on the road as far as hotels and everything is uh just just makes you hungry to, to get back there as soon as you can yeah well you've come back and been appointed game with the blades what did the leaf experience do for your what should i say level of play now did it slow like in pro football where i worked for a long time guys when they go from the nfl to the cfl they say it slows the game down did that do that for you going back to the dub yeah i think uh I think you you feel like that a bit, but at the same time, uh, you know you have to you have to slow yourself down a little bit too, right? Like, um, you don't want to be running a hundred miles an hour. You won't be in in support for guys that that aren't going as fast. It's all about kind of getting more comfortable with the timing again. I think like first game, I I felt really good, but I don't think I, I you know played very well first game back. I don't think I had a goal or an assist or you know too many chances or anything. Um, so it's a bit, it's an adjustment for sure. I don't know that it's that much easier to be honest. You know, the, the players in the NHL, um, you know, make, make life easy. Everyone's super skilled where they're supposed to be smart, hardworking. And, uh, you come back, it's a little bit more scrambly feeling at times. You gotta kind of slow down and, and make sure you're supporting and, um, that de definitely feel like when you have the puck on your stick, you can, uh, you know, do a lot more than in the NHL when guys close really fast and, and everything like that. But um, probably just, just 
the easiest part is like you, you feel a little stronger faster once you've elevated to that that speed and um know you can you have that other gear kind of thing but uh other than that it's it's still really competitive hockey and i don't think uh it gets that gets that much easier just because you got it got a couple games in the nhl and sure yeah, well, they're both great leagues. That's what's awesome about it. But we're supposed to learn things every little part of our lives, right? And it sounds like you are. And I got to tell you, I'm texting right now with Kevin Gallant, Matthew's dad. You know him well. And you guys, this group with Connor Bedard, do you guys have a special bond, you Vancouver kids that all played together coming up and then in the dub and moving on to the NHL? And I hope Matthew does one day too. Is that a special bond amongst you guys? Yeah, I mean, there's a there's a pretty good squad of guys that have been, been coming out of the lower mainland there in BC recently for sure, and um, I think yeah, everyone everyone really likes each other and, and gets along, and I think uh, there's no real uh, you know everyone's good guys that that's having success from the lower mainland. It's uh, you know no accident that everyone's doing pretty well. I think there's a really good environment where we all all push each other to kind of improve throughout the summer and. It never really feels like work for us. It's uh, it's just fun and uh, what we what we love doing there. So um, yeah, I think uh, I think expect to see lots of kids come out of you know BC Vancouver area. I think there's unbelievable opportunity for for training there nowadays and um, kids that, that are hungry to to push and, and get to the NHL. Uh, well, I don't know how many people have asked you. Probably a million. Uh, being Connor Bedard's close friend and teammate, <clears throat> I'm assuming you're not surprised with what he's done since he left uh, North Van in the dub and then the NHL. Probably not surprised at all. No, no, not at all. Um, he uh, he works harder than than anybody else, um, like significantly. And I think uh, his teammates in Chicago would say the same thing. Like uh, he's got a, a level of, of commitment and, and passion and dedication that just is. Uh, genuinely unmatched even by by some of the superstars in the nhl i think so um you know i, I think we'll continue to, to see him defy uh maybe people's expectations and uh you know even if he doesn't he'll be he'll be doing everything he he can do so um i, I wouldn't bet against him that's for sure lastly fraser it's about team the blades brought you in for a reason at 19, uh, score, lead, and you've been through this before. So what, what, what do you think this Blades team's capable of as a top 10 team? And I got to think they're expecting to go all the way. Can you? Yeah, for sure. I think, uh, I think that's what this team's ceiling is for sure is, uh, you know, WHL champions. And I think uh, that's where, where everybody wants to go. I don't think it's, uh, you know, a secret around here. I think that's the goal of the the organization, the management, the coach, the, and and the players here. I think uh, we recognize the opportunity here. So, uh, like you said, just just try to lead and uh, put some bucks in the net, play play the game the right way, and uh, hopefully, come uh, the spring, there we're we're in a really good spot, playing really good hockey at the at the right time, and uh, can make something special happen here in Saskatoon. Well, I hope to be uh, up there to watch it, Fraser. Man, people just think the world of you. I know you'll keep it going. I appreciate the time today and uh, safe travels. Good luck with the blades. Yeah, thank you. Nice to, nice to meet you. Nice to talk and uh, hopefully see you down the road.
Thank you, sir. We'll see you in sunrise. Fraser Minton of the Saskatoon Blades. One of the better spoken junior interviews I've ever done. I'll say that. Well, not, hey, <clears throat> Clark just said, told you he'd be okay. He's not some 16-year-old nerd and brace face coming in. Yep. Nope. Yeah. Thoughtful answers. Hell of a hockey player. Don't screw him up, Leafs. How about that? Let's bring him in. Darren. Was it your rule? I'm, that's the only to thing. Never... I think, what's my rule? Don't. Yeah, go ahead. Was go it ahead. your rule to go never ahead. interview rookies? Well, he's not a rookie. So the No, no, I know. But rules here? No, no, I know. <laughs> but was that yours? I'm trying to remember. Yeah, of course it was mine. Yeah. Uh, we have to update all of the, uh, the new audience that's just getting to know us. Yes, I spent 17 years full-time radio guy in the Western League. Four or five more doing television. And th this was the rumor across the league that that guy in Regina, Rod, he doesn't interview rookies. And to be honest, I don't really knew, know where that started. I don't even remember now if it's true. But I remember Brett Lysak. Remember Brett Lysak, the darling of the dome? Of course you do. Second round pick of the Carolina Hurricanes. Came up to me, he was like 18 or 19 with the Pats and said, uh, is it true you don't interview rookies? I'm like, I, I don't know. He's like, what's awesome? Don't. I'm like, okay. <laughs> so, I mean, I, just, I don't really. It's a long time ago, bro. Yeah. So, well, naturally gravitate mm -hmm. towards interviewing the guys who talk better and have been around, right? You're right. Rookies <laughs> tend to, like, not really know what to say. I've never met Fraser Minton, and when he was here with the Leafs, he didn't really stand out. I'll tell you something about that night. I was watching the game with Junie, Bill Lindsay's dad, and we're in the press box, and I'm looking at this Leafs roster going, who are these guys? And what I mean by that is this isn't the same team that was in here last year in the spring. In round two, Max Domi, Totter Bertuzzi. I guess Matthew Nyes was up briefly till Sam Bennett rattled his notes. But... <laughs> There's a lot of new faces with the Leafs. But that don't matter to the, to the fans. You better be winning. You better be in first place. Chop, chop. Tara Sloan coming up next segment, by the way. Um, there are some messages here, if you don't mind, Darren, from the Sober Carpenter text yeah. line, 902-518-3033. I think people enjoyed the stories. Kind of hard to believe in today's world that the NHL, CBC, back in the day, would ship tapes of the Stanley Cup final on a train out to Western Canada. So they wouldn't know for months later who won the Stanley Cup. It's hard to believe. And that's the urban legend. I mean, I wasn't even alive yet. They did have newspapers, like, give me a break. Brian in Bosager, Manitoba, writes in and says, Greetings. Hello, Rod Squad. Furthermore to your comments yesterday regarding time and tape delays on TV. As a young man in the 60s, we waited patiently for Hockey Night in Canada on Saturday nights from either Toronto, Bill, or he said Foster Hewitt, or Montreal, Danny Gallivan. However, by the time it was on the air, almost half of the first period was already played, and we waited with bated breath to see what the score was and who potted the goals. Okay, how about that, Brian and Bosinger? I must have read that. Um... What do you think about the Leafs and Kraken? I need to proofread these texts before. I'm not going to read them verbatim. Somebody can swear 
You know what I mean? I don't want to be uh, Ron Burgundy here. <laughs> I was going to say read something very Ron Burgundy. And, and swear? Just yeah, 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 I'm not going to do that. Uh, Leafs and Kraken, man. Yes. Well, yeah, go ahead. Leafs and Kraken. Well, you said the pressure is so high. I got a text from a Leaf fan uh, yesterday or the day before, and it's like, man, the Leafs have not been playing great hockey lately. And I'm like, I looked at the thing. I'm like, well, they got points in five of six. They just beat Florida, you know, points in five of six. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, they're going overtime and shootouts, and they're not really dominating anybody. I'm like, but they've got points in five of six. They're top five in the East. Like, I think a lot of teams would kill to be in that spot, right? But I think that's the pressure is, is Leaf fans. And when you haven't won, you know, in, in a long time and you just won your first playoff series and the expectations are, you just want to have no doubt. You want to beat teams 5-1, 7-2 every night. And that's just not the NHL. You might be one of the better teams Stupid. in the league. But the, win, but, the, but the gap between first and last even is pretty small in professional sports. It's smaller than you think it is. So you got to be patient and take yeah, I don't, when you can get them. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know how this became a Leafs show today. I'm, o- I'm okay with it because most days we're talking about Western teams or Florida teams. But Bill in Toronto writes in on the Sober Carpenter text line. And Clark, tell me when Taro logs in, please. So I'll get off the air and stop yapping. But Bill from Toronto says, hey, Rod, regarding coaches, if Rick Tockett went to the Leafs instead of the Canucks, do you think the Leafs would be better? I feel like Keith ran his course a couple of years ago. Okay. Okay. It's cool. We'll do it. We'll do it against my better judgment because he's the coach you have. Brad Treliving came in last summer, did a thorough assessment, which quite frankly, I think he's capable of doing. I think he's earned his chops to be able to be the guy doing that. He would have talked to all the players, uncovered every rock, and deemed this guy's the guy I want coaching the team this year. They could have fired him. The money doesn't mean anything to the Leafs. So Trey Living's said, this is our guy, so let's let him be the guy. We got at some point support the decisions. You know, and they are in a playoff spot. You don't see the Lightning fans or the media, and I understand that's Tampa, not Toronto, up at arms calling news conferences. Why are we not higher? It's, it's dumb. It's dumb. And I think maybe, as a guy here said to me the other day, you might be the anointed one, the truth teller. I'm like, yeah, I don't know. If, I'm not sure I want that. And we are never going to change Leaf fans. It's like college football. Sure, you won, but you didn't win by enough. But it's just dumb talk. We're here to win, period. End of story. Football, college football is that, pro football is the same. We won, but not by enough. Well, if that's the mandate from ownership, then you're not going to have a winning football team because it's to win, period. We'll take a timeout. I believe Tara Sloan will be with us next of the San Jose Sharks. If not, we'll keep rolling. We got a lot of things to get to. We haven't even come close getting through the quick six show topics we'll be right back on game plus television wqee radio apple podcast spotify and youtube live
RP Show continues. 14 games in the National Hockey League tonight. Our Florida Panthers are at Montreal. The Lightning home to Pittsburgh. And the San Jose Sharks are at the Boston Bruins. You know, you love Tara Sloan. I just got to make sure I have this right. I, I was going to say rock star anyways. And she had it in her bio. Host and contributor <laughs> for the San Jose Sharks. <laughs> NBC Sharks. What's going on, Tara? How are you, girl? I don't think I have rock star in my bio. I'm not that self Yes, you do. Yes. I leave that to other people. No, no, no. you do. I'm a, I'm a reformed uh, Bud stage at home. Joy, joy drop rock star in excess loudmouth. Oh, that's the show I, somebody okay, the show I was on. It was called rock star in excess. So I'm not calling myself a rock star. Oh, uh, can I? Can I call you a rock you, star? Yes. That I, is for other I would people to say. I got you. Of course, I would never call you a loudmouth, but that is your job. <laughs> How's it been going? How's it been going doing that with the San Jose Sharks? Lovely, lovely town. The the team's been struggling a bit, though. How's it going for you? Yeah, well, um, really shaky start to the season, as everybody who follows hockey knows. Um, but, you know, all of a sudden, uh, about uh, 11 games ago, General Manager Mike Greer came into the room, which signaled um, that things really needed to shift. And all of a sudden, the team is playing 500 hockey. So it's not feeling as dire. They're heading out on their longest road trip of the season. Um, they have not, I don't think they've won a game on the road. So this is uh, going to be a true test of this uh newly cohesive unit but things are feeling better but yes it was a little grim at the beginning it's you know no team wants that kind of start to their season yeah well hey how it ended was uh well i believe the win over the orders we all heard edmonton side i mean you were part of the the <laughs> sports net crew hyping that for years now you're on the other side we never heard the shark side of that win that night um what was that like I mean, obviously, we knew that this was a, an Oilers team that's coming in uh, with their own set of of unexpected struggles. You know, I think the difference here is nobody really expects the Sharks to to be great. Um, we're really in the midst of a rebuild, so um, a different kind of energy. But certainly knew that there were weaknesses that could be exploited. And, you know, I think when the Sharks are able to have a game where they play as a team and everybody does what they're supposed to do um things tend to go right so i mean certainly it feels feels really good beating that team specifically <laughs> yeah no that team <laughs> i like it um you're calgary girl are you not is that why you would refer to it as that team is that an old word? no no listen i have i mean no i i i have a soft spot in my heart for all the Canadian teams, honestly. I mean, having covered them so extensively. Um, no, I mean, Edmonton is Edmonton, and Edmonton, you know, has star power like nobody else. So I think that's why I mean, you know, it's sort of there's a different pedestal um, and, a, and a different standard that a team like Edmonton is held to. Um, for better or for worse, I think it's right. really tough in a market like that. So, yeah, I mean, I think for the Sharks, it's it's – any win is a good win at this point, but it's certainly a feather in, in your cap when when you beat a team like that. The Vancouver win ah, was, I get it. Um, you know, that was huge for us. And hey, we we beat uh, Washington the other day, so we're we're on a roll. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, interesting you say that. 
they're coming around. That makes this game tonight in Boston all the more interesting, man, uh, that it's encouraging that they're coming a long ways. And it sounds to me like you're a fan of Mike Greer, the general manager. Whatever he said in the room turned things around. Am I right in that assessment? Yeah, I mean, I you know, nobody... There, it's, it's a vault, so I will never find out exactly what was said, but whatever it was, I think, um, you know, they all knew that that team knew that they were at a, a painful point when they have um, those 10-1, 10-2 losses. It's, um, you know, it's not only bad, it's embarrassing. And so something needed to give. Obviously, the, the coaching staff needed a little bit of reinforcement. So, yeah, I am a fan of Mike Greer. His leadership is... Um, you know, on the quieter side. So again, it has all the more impact when a guy like that comes into the room. He, he you know, he doesn't say much, but when mm -hmm. he does, I'm sure it holds certain weight. It's a hell of a story that his brother is the general manager of the Miami Dolphins here, the Chris Greer. Um, so what a family, two very, very smart guys that clearly know what they're doing. Um, Tara, there are very few people that went from what you were doing in Canada on national television to working for a team in the U.S. that I can think of. Um, if you wouldn't mind, could you talk about that switch and just your daily duties and the mindset and the country move and all the rest? It's been pretty big for you. Yeah, I mean, it's it's different. I always say I feel lucky to have landed the most Canadian job in Silicon Valley. Um, so, you know, super fortunate to have landed in hockey and able to still continue to work in the area that I love so much. Um, but obviously, you know, working for a team and working regional broadcasts is, is different than doing national broadcasts. Um, you know, you concentrate much more on the team if you're doing one national game a week, then you can call the storylines from a lot of different places. Um, for us, you know, we're really trying to get our audience and this market to get them to know and, and love this team. So it, it has a certain, you know, a different flavor to it, obviously. Um, my duties include, I, I host in studio sometimes, I do rinkside sometimes, which is, that's different for me, which has been really fun because I get to experience the energy of the game itself. Um, so I've been enjoying that. And then I work for the Sharks uh, doing a podcast and a bunch of feature series. So I have a, a lot of different duties, which keeps things really interesting. And, you know, frankly, I'm, I'm really enjoying it. And it's nice outside. Well, I'll just tell think. me, please. It's funny. It's sunny and, you know, it's 11 degrees, but it's going to go up to like 16 today. And, um, you know, that part is also quite livable. I would advocate warm weather climates to anyone that asks. I'm just checking right now. Uh, 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 Boca Raton, 25 degrees Celsius here right now, by the way. Okay. And well, that's there's some real fair. live wires. <laughs> Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, everybody. Um, who are who are? There's some live wires on the Panthers. Who are the who are the go-to's with the Sharks? That if you really need a quote or a good interview, that you know you're going to get something good out of. Uh, I would say the number one guy is probably Mario Ferraro at this point. You know, I mean, we we do tend to to go to Mario quite a bit, um, but I think so, you know some new guys like. Nico Sturm is revealing himself as as one of the leaders, and he's always willing to talk, um, you know, more on the serious side. Uh, but yeah, I think Mario's probably number one. Um, you know, funny enough, Mackenzie Blackwood is good, but you know, you don't talk to the goaltenders maybe as much as everybody else. Um, 
And then I think Anthony Duclair, you know, he he has stepped up in a leadership position, um, been very transparent when the team's not not doing well. And, you know, he I think he has a great perspective on hockey and on the world. Cool. I appreciate that. And, and, I, and I'll wind it up with this. A little later on in our show, we're going to do our top five and bottom five teams in the NHL. And it's not hard to figure out where I've got the Sharks. They're 32nd <laughs> in the NHL. But tell our viewers why. It's just the standings, man. It's not like the Orioles <laughs> suspending their broadcaster for reading the stats. I you know, know and I mean, right? That was tell, tell our, yeah, tell our, yeah, it was so awful. Tell our viewers why the Sharks are going to be better than people think. I mean, I think they have a lot of heart. You know, it's it's nobody said it's gonna it was gonna be easy and it's proving to be exactly that. But I think this is a team that um is really motivated to discover their identity. The coaching staff is really, really determined and and um I think able to straddle that balance between, you know, pushing when needed, but also maintaining a sense of positivity. So I, I think, I mean, just look at the last 10, 11 games. You know, I think that's, that is reason enough to believe that the Sharks can start to improve and, and they're winning some games. So uh, we'll all be watching really closely on this road trip and see how they do. But um, I really hope it starts to turn into one of those sort of feel-good redemption stories. It would make your job a whole lot easier, I'm sure. Tara, <laughs> right. as always, big fans here. Uh, at the RP Show and our audience, I appreciate the time and go Sharks. Thank you. Happy holidays. Thank you. And to you. Uh, Tara Sloan of the San Jose Sharks podcast, website, and television broadcasts. Hey, Fraser Minton was with us earlier. Tara there. It's just me and Moose the rest of the way, although he won't join us until hour two. When we come back after this break, a sports update and audience takeover. We're live on Game Plus Television, WQEE Radio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube Live. Okay, okay, Clark. Uh, something happened to my sound. All I'm getting is buzzing in my ear. So am I going to do the sports update here until the top of the hour? If you put me on the screen, that'll tell me that I'm on the air. Well, yeah, okay. We'll try and get this thing fixed in the break at the top of the hour. I'm getting a zzzz. So we'll have to turn this thing on and off in the break. So get ready for that. But on this Thursday, a sports update. The Winnipeg Jets host the Edmonton Oilers tonight as part of a 14-game slate in the National Hockey League. The Jets are ninth in the league standings with 26 points, the second most of any Canadian team, but have lost two in a row. The Oilers are 28th in the National Hockey League, but have built some momentum with three straight wins. Going into this one, there's no doubt it is the game of the night. There's no doubt. I don't care who you cheer for. Uh, Oilers captain Connor McDavid has 12 points over that stretch. Here's an interesting one. 
For the college football fans, there could be some awkward trophy ceremonies around college football's championship weekend. For instance, in the Big 12 on Saturday, Commissioner Brett Yormark might be handing the trophy to a Texas team he was outwardly rooting against in the Longhorns' last season in the league before joining the SEC. Then there's the Atlantic Coast Conference title game in Charlotte, North Carolina where Commissioner Jim Phillips might be congratulating Florida State, a school with leaders who have publicly talked about leaving that league. But none of those tops what's probably coming in the Big Ten where number two Michigan is a huge favorite to make it three straight titles. Coach Jim Harbaugh is returning from a conference-imposed suspension just in time to collect a trophy from the guy who suspended him, Big Ten Commissioner Tony Petitti. Uh, so just some of the things to watch in college football this weekend. Our sports update is brought to you by Common Crown Brewing Company, turning your everyday common beer into a unique and exceptional experience. Visit commoncrown.ca. Those fellas know, and girls, the best beer is the one that's earned. And also brought to you by Landmark Cinemas in theaters Friday night, Silent Night. Purchase your tickets online ahead of time at landmarkcinemas.com. Let me see if I got this thing. Nah, still buzzing, guys. We're going to try and get this thing fixed. This is not to ha has not yet happened till now. 1,132 shows, and I'm just getting this coming. Never happened. To the text line, 902-518-3033, and I'll be breaking roughly around 56 and a half minutes. Uh, and I don't know why. We, I, I'm not the guy that's going to sit and talk about stuff forever and ever and ever and not see a change or a difference. Like The reason is Bomber Boy writes in from Calgary and says, the CFL operations cap needs to be axed ASAP. Yeah, well, we can sit and whine about it till the cows come home. The coaches have. Nothing's changing. I don't want to talk about it.